Hello, all you cool cats and kittens. Welcome to another episode of At Joel Cupcake Unedited. That was for you, Sean and Dan. You asked me to start the next episode like that, and I did it. So, no more Tiger King shit after that. All right? All right. Tight. What's up, everybody? So, today, I'm going to be doing something a little different. Um, I know I kept saying, oh, my last like episode or two, I want to do this, this, and this, and this, and this, and this. Um, well, you know, I am swerving a little bit right now. Um, a couple of my friends, uh, one of my group chats had a pretty good point to bring up. And that was, um, you know, those of you that are watching these or haven't watched them yet or might watch them in the future, you know, um, might not know why. Like, why should I check out this guy? Who is Joel Cupcake? Why, you know, what what's the history there? Uh, who, you know. Why the fuck should I listen to this dude, I believe, is um, the way one of my friends so so delicately put it. <laughs> um, you know, and, and they're not wrong. You know, I, uh, I work with a lot of agents and other managers and other promoters and all sorts of people that probably don't really know my history. So um, I figured I would just get that out and uh, yeah, start from the beginning. Uh, I graduated high school in 2004 in a little place called Soquel High School. It's a part of Santa Cruz, California. Um, I started listening to metalcore and like stuff like this around 2002. Um, I was into like a lot of like goth punk and like industrial and like weird like mixed genre music. And then uh, I was big on a band called The Nerve Agents and my friend Hillary was like, you should check out this band, Poison the Well. And then that just kind of set it all off from there for me. Um, like I said, I graduated in 2004. Uh, I was really good friends with uh, Pat Jones and Cameron and a bunch of the arsonists and all the girls guys. That's, there'll be another video about that later. Um, you know, we all went to shows growing up and uh, the guy that did a lot of like the metalcore stuff uh, just kind of disappeared one day, just stopped doing shows. So, uh, my buddy Paul Sanchez, he went by Paul Paperheart. Some of you might remember Paperheart Productions, uh, if you're as old as I am. Um, him and I started working together uh, doing shows. Our first like official, official thing was a Halloween show. That's why I always promote, um, you know, Pinup's anniversary as around October. Um, you know, so we started doing shows right after high school, um, you know, 2004. Um, you know, with Paul, Paul ended up uh, getting his girlfriend pregnant and they have a beautiful kid. Um, and so he just kind of was like, I can't do this anymore. And uh, I ended up assembling a team, um, Ethan, Jose, Lucy, uh, and two other Weenie Hut juniors that I'm not going to mention. Um, yeah, we did shows at the 418 primarily. I uh, started doing stuff at the Betts Hall. All, all of this is in Santa Cruz, you know. Did that for a couple of years. Uh, started bringing bands like Catherine and Elysia down from Sacramento to play with Arsonist Got All the Girls and The Taste of Blood and Moria and The Wrath and No Truce and all the bands from, you know, the, the Southern 831. Um, started incorporating more of the San Jose bands into our shows as well. Started doing stuff in that scene, started trying to bring those two scenes together, uh, which was a little rough, but I, I had friends from both scenes. So wanted to do that. Um, you know, started getting 
bigger packages through the 418, sort of doing like the Winds of Plagues at the Throne of Judgment, uh, you know, Veil of Maya after the burial, uh, the Faceless, you know, Thriller, Final Burden, all these bands as they were like starting to blow up. And it was like Metalcore had become a thing already and it was like still like an upward trend. So it was really cool. Um, you know, I was just a kid and I was loving it. I was having a blast, you know, um, I was able to bring music to my hometown, you know, and I grew up in Santa Cruz. Uh, that's where I'm from. Uh, the music community kind of like died out a little bit, like I said, before I started. So like when I found a community again, it like gave me purpose. It gave me drive. I don't want to say it like saved my life, but in, in a manner of speaking, it did. You know, it gave me a sense of belonging for the first time in my childhood, really, to be to be perf perfectly frank. Um, yeah, so started doing that. Uh, in about 2008, I met Andrew Katsunda, who was actually the founder of Pinup. Um, you know, I was running as Arsenic Productions back then. Um, I didn't mention that earlier. Most of you probably knew that. They went from Paperheart to Arsenic and then for years, everything was an arsenic and pinup production. Um, you know, we had my team and Andrew's team. We did stuff in San Jose and in Santa Cruz, and then also in Salinas and stuff. Teamed up with Charlie and all the Moria guys and some of the dudes down there um, to start get stuff going out there. Just trying to do as much as I could in the South Bay. You know, um, working with Andrew was great. Um, we eventually became best friends, brothers, every fucking adjective under the sun. Um, and eventually, you know, everybody that was helping me at pinup kind of was either going to college or, you know, sometimes you grow out of it. Like not everybody stays in the shit, so to speak, you know, if the business isn't for everybody, sometimes it's a passion, sometimes it's a part-time thing, whatever, you know, um, we started doing shows at San Jose Skate. I mean, I'm sure some of you watching this remember, you know, we did fucking terror at a roller skating rink, like insane. You know, we did Bayside on Valentine's Day and did 666 people paid. Um, you know, we brought through Beneath the Massacre. We brought through Tony Danza, Tap Dance Extravaganza. We did Ghost Inside, Straight from the Path. Uh, the Warriors, My Children, My Bride. Like, I mean, we were trying to stay up with it. We were doing pop shows as well. After I started working with Andrew, where, you know, with like Straight Light Run, you know, um, the Ataris, this time next year. Uh, pop punk, you know, we started doing things that I had never done on my own at Arsenic and I was like, man, this is fun. Like, you know, metal's tight, metalcore's my shit, but like, this is fun doing like the mixed genre stuff and stuff all over the place. Um, you know, fast forward to a couple years later, you know, um, you know, it was Andrew and I, you know, we had Spotty and Allison around, um, Justin joined us then. You know, and then Andrew decided it was time for their, like, the next chapter of his life. Um, and then, uh, basically, like, pretty much told me if I wanted to keep doing it. I had his blessing. Um, I guess I could have reverted back to arsenic at that time, and I just, I didn't feel like it. Like, I had put all my cards into the basket with Andrew. He trusted me with the thing he built. Um, so I've just been running with that name ever since. Um, you know... It's been great. Uh, Spotty and I ran it for a couple years um, with with his girlfriend at the time, Allison. Um, you know, they eventually left due to some some personal issues. There was there was some drama that went on in the scene. Um, you know, no good promoter story with that little little 
tea teacup of drama, you know. Um, so, you know, after that, they felt a little uncomfortable and like the, the passion wasn't the same, which I completely understand. You know, there was pretty some serious drama going on. Um, so they took off. It was just kind of me and Justin and Dave Forster, um, you know, and then we absorbed Frankie and the Salinas team. They had started In Your Face Productions at that time. Um, you know, we absorbed them, I don't know, probably five, six years ago now. Uh, we started doing work with the Catalyst and Santa Cruz. Um, you know, we've been doing stuff at the Oakland Metro after Spotty joined, after or when Spotty and I were just running everything. So we started doing stuff up there, uh, working with, you know, Ernest and now Caitlin as well up in Petaluma with the, you know, it was Gather Booking and Management. Now it's Sonoma County Metal and Hardcore. Um, you know, did a few shows in Sacramento. Uh, Dave moved to Southern California. He recruited Clarissa, Connor, and a bunch of a team down there. And now we're doing whatever we can in the Southern California region as well. Um, you know, we've gotten to work with bands that I never thought we would. I've gotten to do things I never thought I would get to do. Um, meet people. You know, I've met, met some of my best friends through music, you know, whether it's industry side, the band side, whatever, you know, um, nowadays, you know, we're doing stuff in Southern California, all over the Bay area, including, you know, North Bay Petaluma with Ernest as well. Um, and you know, we've recently entered into a great partnership with uh, a team called Arcphonic out in Fresno and Bakersfield. That stuff's been going great. Um, we are loving it. Um, you know, thought about expanding out of state a little bit, tried a few things here and there, you know, it's just, it's hard without boots on the ground and everybody that works for us is from their scene and is about it and we all care about music and we all care about our local community you know so that's really what it comes down to is just uh is just uh sorry about that that really is what it comes down to is we're a collection of people that give a shit about our local music community whether it's metal punk hardcore pop punk indie you know, fucking reggae, you know, we don't dabble too much in hip hop, but we support that culture and we support those scenes, you know, um, that's just really what it comes down to is we're, we're all just a bunch of people who want to support our scene. You know, we, we, we don't make a lot of money off of it. You know, it's helped me pay my bills just now recently in the last two years out of 15, you know, so, um, yeah, things have been going great. Uh, and obviously until this fucking COVID thing happened, um, you know, we're planning on bouncing back. We're starting to do some spotlight segments where we're posting about like a local band, um, past or present, um, from all of the different scenes we work in. Um, so, you know, we're doing that. We're trying to stay active on Facebook, trying to still, you know, do that cause it supports the community, you know, um, but yeah, man, October was our 15th year. It's been great. You know, we've done house shows. We've done shows in rooms that hold fucking, you know, 1,800 people. Um, we've done all sorts. We've done everything in between. Like, I love it. It's my life. I wouldn't trade it for anything. Um, you know, um, as far as me personally, you know, the first couple years, Penup was around. Well, it was Arsenic then still. Um, I was the vice president of a company called Process Records. 
Um, we that ran out of Santa Cruz that did the first Arsonist and All the Girls album, Hits from the Val, that did the Moria record, uh, No Light Ahead, which is still one of the best metalcore records, period. Um, we did a record for a band called Hiroshima. Um, we were working on some more stuff, and then the parent company we were um, distributed by like kind of folded, so Sony just like absorbed everything, so that ended. Um, I did a lot of work with a band called Dear Life from Southern California. Uh, Vince and I started a short-lived like management company for about a year and a half called Oversight, the Oversight Movement. Um, our whole motto was overseeing the overlooked. You know, there's a lot of talent, uh, especially in a big state like California, that just gets overlooked. Um, Vince and I started doing that. That was short-lived. Um, it was fun while it lasted. Um, I love that whole squad of people, all the Dear Life boys. You know, then they did Loud and Obnoxious. Now, you know, Mike's, Mikey's and Silver Snakes. You know, they're all they're all kind of doing different things. Um, still love those guys, still keep in touch. Um, you know, I think Vince is over at Violent Gentleman now. It's tight, it's awesome. The connection, seeing my friends grow and continue throughout the industry. Um, did that, um, then went back to just doing shows full time. Um, and touring. I was touring with Arsonist Get All the Girls. I did a couple tours with Within the Ruins, uh, two tours with those Blood Runs Black. Um, did a couple tours working for multiple bands such as like Oceano, Tony Elliott, the Tad Pants, Stravaganza, Blind Witness, Chelsea Grin, Attila. You know, did some work for Mike Milford, did some work for Derek Brewer. Um, you know, was in and out, made a lot of good friends. Um, being on tour, did that for about four and a half years. That was fucking, those are some, that's a whole conversation for another time. That's another wild story. But uh, I loved that that part of my life. Um, it, it allowed me to like kind of sit on the other side of the table, so to speak, like I had done basic label stuff. I had, I was a promoter, but then like seeing, uh, seeing bands tour, how it goes, how rough it can be, the interaction with their management teams, their booking agents, their merch companies, just kind of like, soaking in all this knowledge and absorbing it um you know did that um i had to move to new mexico for a couple of years after that take care of my pops so pinup still ran you know um at that point in time andrew was still here so him and spotty were running everything we had you know i just kind of delegated from another state helped with the booking and all that <sighs> um you know came back home shortly after i came back home was when andrew stepped down um, a couple years after that, uh, my buddy Josh Espinoza called me and uh, basically said, hey, man, you want to, uh, you know, what do you feel about, like, managing some bands again? Let's try that. He's like, I go to NAM. Um, I've got some resources as far as, like, gear endorsements and good relationships with companies. Like, uh, I want to help you. Like, let's try to build some more bands from our area and the West Coast and maybe eventually all of the U.S. Um, you know, at this point in time, I was feeling lost. Like I was feeling really down about being a promoter, being like a little confused because, you know, people that don't really realize like this, there's a lot of work that goes into being a promoter, like the amount of money I've lost over the years versus what I haven't made. You know, like I do it because it makes me feel good and I'm helping my scene. It's not about a money thing, but it, it is, it does take a toll on your life. Like that's why a lot of promoters don't last longer than a couple years, you know? Um, but also, I don't have money. I don't have like a, I'm not a, I'm not some loaded ass dude. So like, I can't open my own venue. So short of 
putting everything pinup does behind me and getting hired at a venue, you know, I have like a ceiling that I hit in my career and like I can help out local bands and I was I was doing that and I was doing as much as I could, but I wanted to do more. So when Josh called me, said, hey, let's start like a, a real management company, like not just doing it for fun. What do you think? And you know, like I wanted to break through that ceiling and I wanted to take these bands and and help them break through. And you know, I'm not the biggest person in the industry. I'm not the smartest person in the industry, but I've done a lot. I've sat on every side of the table and you know, I felt like I felt like there was just more I could offer bands. And there's so many bands everywhere in so many scenes, so many states, so many countries that are overlooked because they don't know the right people or they have the they have the right music but a terrible look and they just need like a nudge in the right direction. And it's like, you know, there's not really a uh, like a how-to or a cliff notes or a being a band for dummies guide, you know. Um, so I took Josh up on his offer and we started pinup artist management and, you know, it's been over four years now and it's been great. You know, we've helped kickstart the careers of a couple of great bands such as Spite, Body Snatcher, Rivals and Demon and Me. Um, you know, we still, we have some bands still currently on the roster that are, that have been doing great things, making some strides over the last couple of years, Wolf King, Distinguisher, Born Anew. Um, you know, we were working with, you know. I made the mistake of working with some friends. You know, it makes it difficult sometimes. Sometimes it makes it easier going forward. Sometimes it makes it harder, you know, but we've had some other bands that are no longer on the roster that I loved to work with and that are still doing great things such as Castaway and Insurgents, you know. Um, we're still kicking. Our bands are still doing what they can with content, doing as much as they can, um, you know. Eighth Year was our first band. You know, they actually have a new song coming out decently soon. Um, still figuring the kinks with all that out. Ansible's got some music coming out soon. Born Anew is writing. Distinguisher is writing. You know, Wolf King is about to drop a new record. You know, um, the rest of our artists are all working on stuff. We're picking up a few new artists. We have some new artists that are about to announce some signings that I'm really excited about. So, like, stay tuned for that. Um, yeah, um... So I've been doing that about four years. You know, this is now technically the 16th year of me being a promoter. Um, I've had a lot of support. I've had a lot of ups and downs. I've made a lot of friends. Uh, I've learned a lot of things. I've had a lot of experiences. Um, thanks if you fucking are watching this. Thanks if you've supported me this whole time. Thanks if you're just new to the journey. Um, you know, um, I wish I could have gone into a little bit better detail on some of these stories, but... I have like a whole nother thing kind of like about touring and why I'm called Joel Cupcake and all that stuff. That's going to be another episode later this week. Um, so I didn't go into too much detail, but you know, how long I've been around and some of the stuff I've done and whatnot, you know, um, I wanted to go into that. Um, you know, people always ask, you know, like, oh, why do you still do this? Or how'd you get into it or this or that? And you know, that's what this video is for. Hey, you know, my scene had a had a, an outflux of shows. So me and somebody started and we just never stopped, basically. You know, it might not be the same people, but it's the same mentality, same idea. Um, you know, I'm, I'm always going to do my best. Sorry for that really annoying car alarm. There we go. It stopped. Okay, great. I was really worried I was going to have to do two parts of the video. Um, 
yeah, I'm always going to do my best to give back to my scene, give back to my community, give back to the industry, give back to bands. <clears throat> Sorry, give back to local artists. Help them push out, help them create. I want to network with people. I want to network with bands. I want to help as many people as I can. Um, bands are doing Twitch streams. That's what I got playing on the computer. Sorry if it's been distracting. Uh, my buddy Josh, he drums for Eighth Year. Uh, he started doing doing the whole Twitch thing. He's great. He kills it. He slays a mod at a at Warzone. If you play Call of Duty, uh, you should follow him. But that's not the point. Um, you know, I want to do more creative things. I want to help people. I want to I want to work with people. I want to meet up with people. I want to be positive. You know. As I said in one of my first videos, the only way we're going to get through this fucking COVID-19 thing is together and as a species and united and supporting each other. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to do my best to keep supporting music and my scene and my industry and my friends and the people I fucking care about. And the only thing that's brought me any sort of sanity in the last 15 years of my life, other than Trina, um, I'm going to keep supporting it. You know, I, I'm going to keep doing it. Like, I've been very discouraged lately because we don't know when things are going to go back to normal. But, you know, I'm, I'm going to continue to push through. Um, I'm going to continue to do that. And, uh, you know, for my scene, for what I love to do, for my passion, you know, for my heart. Um, 